Amen. Amen. Good singing. Good singing. Uh, take your Bibles this morning. Turn with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Uh, we're going to look at another of the uh, disciples, another of the apostles. And uh, we're going to look at Andrew this morning, uh, the, the brother of Peter. And out of that, that larger group of followers, he, he called and appointed these 12 uh, to pour his life into and lead them and teach them and instruct them so that they could, as Luke says in Acts, turn the world upside down. They followed Jesus without second thought. They left businesses, families, friends, and all behind for reasons that they couldn't explain at the time. Later on, they, they, they understood and would have, would have done nothing different, I believe. But at the moment, at the moment, they just trusted him. And so today, I want us to look at Andrew, one of, one of the twelve. Uh, Peter was last time. John chapter 1, beginning with verse 35. And the Word of God says, Again the next day, John stood with two of his disciples, that is, disciples of John the Baptist, his own disciples. And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which is to say when translated teacher, where are you staying? Kind of, a, kind of an odd response, isn't it? Who, who are you seeking? Where are you living? You know, it's, it's just, it, it'll get clearer in a little bit, I hope. He said to them, Come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying, and remained with him that day. Now it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And in verse 42, And he brought him to Jesus. Andrew brought Peter, his brother. To Jesus, Father, thank you for your word, and thank you that 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 we can we can come into this place today with with great freedom, and we can bring our Bibles, your word, with us, and we can hold that word in our hand. We can hide that word in our hearts, and and, and Father, we 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 can look deeply into this word and 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 find that you have a message or something you want to say to us this morning. From this part of your word. And God we know you can do that. Because you being the author of this word. You're present with us. And by your spirit. You impart your word. To our souls. God right now. I die to self. And Father I pray. And I beg that you would so fill me with your spirit. So that you might preach your word through me for your glory and for our good. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. So, who is Andrew? Well, the, the first thing that we, we see in the Gospels, and in the Scripture, is that he is Peter's brother. All right? Uh, he, he's, a, he's a partner, not just a, a, a brother, uh, not just are they siblings, but they are partners in a fishing business. All right? They, they were fishermen. Uh, they, Andrew lived, it seems, in the shadow of his brother. Everybody knows Peter, right? There's so much written about Peter. And, and what we looked at last time was just that, just that little bit. You know, we could do a series on Peter. We can't do a series on Andrew. There's just not that much. And as some of the other disciples, there's even less. But it's important that we take a look and what we can find and what the Word says. So uh, he, he lived in the shadow of his, of his famous brother, Peter. Uh, mostly, he is referred to as Peter's brother or the brother of Peter. When we, when we find his name, it's, uh, most of the time, it's going to be like that. This is Andrew, Peter's brother. Sometimes that could lead to resentment and bitterness, right? I mean, living in the shadow of, of, of an older sibling or someone else. and Oh, yeah, 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 you're, you're, you're Peter's brother, right? Yeah. Our kids are growing up, and, 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 and the older two were known as Lucas's brother and sister. You, you know, it's just, it's, we, we, we see that sometimes with, with siblings. But not much is said about Andrew. In every list of the, of the disciples, Andrew is right there. He's one of the top four in, in every list. Now, the list I have on screen is in alphabetical order, but, but in the list that are in Scripture, uh, Andrew is always one of the top four. Okay? Sometimes at a different place in that top four, but always there. Okay? And, and so, so he's listed in every list. He, he's He's never singled out for rebuke like Peter was. You know, there's several times that, that, that Peter would step up and, and, and speak out, and, and Jesus had to put him back in his place. Not, not Andrew. Not Andrew. Not, not alone, anyway. You know, maybe as the group, uh, Jesus would rebuke the whole group, and, of course, Andrew was part of that, but never singled out for rebuke. He was, in so many ways, the opposite of Peter. It seemed that when Andrew spoke, he always said the right thing, right? He, he was calculated in his speaking, in the words that he used. Um, he was more reserved, less outspoken. He never sought the spotlight. He seemed to be more comfortable in a supporting role than in a leadership role. That was just his personality. He never tried to be more than he was. And, and this is really one of the characteristics that made him the great leader he would become. And for 30 or so years after, uh, the, the, after Pentecost, uh, he went and preached the gospel and made disciples. I mean, he was a great evangelist. He, 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 was, a, he was a disciple maker. But who is Andrew? I think this passage gives us a, a, a good idea of him by what he did. 
some things that he did, some actions that he took. So, so the first I want you to see is that, that Andrew was searching. He, he, he was searching. Uh, look, look at verse 35. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples, as Andrew and John. And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned, and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? What are you searching for? What are you hoping to find? That's what, that's what Jesus asked them. Now, now, they were disciples of John the Baptist. Well, I don't know how long they were disciples of John the Baptist. And all that means is that they were learners of, of John the Baptist. Whenever John the Baptist was close by, they'd go out and hear him. I don't know that they, they followed him like they followed Jesus, leaving everything behind. I, I don't think that's the case because we see Andrew uh, and Peter a little bit later. They're fishing again. And then Jesus calls them uh, uh, specifically and individually to come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And, and that's when they left all to follow him. So, but they were uh, disciples of John the Baptist. Um, more than likely, from what I can, I, I can discover, they had probably gone with, with others to Jerusalem for a feast. Uh, where they lived in Galilee was, was quite a distance from Jerusalem. So, so, so they'd all went to Jerusalem for the feast. And while they were there, they heard that John was nearby, uh, the other side of the Jordan, in a place called, um, um, oh, goodness, it's, it's, it's referred to sometimes as, as Bethany beyond the Jordan. Um, but I can't, I can't think of the name right now. Beth, Beth, Beth. Anyway, I'll see it in a minute. Take my word for it. It's over there beside the Jordan, right? And, um, uh, and so they, here he's there, and, and, he, and he's baptizing, and he's preaching. And probably, probably it was during this time that Jesus was baptized, that John had baptized Jesus. And so they, they hear that, they get that, that notification. And so, and so I don't know how many, but at least Andrew and John went out to where John the Baptist was. They wanted to hear him preach, wanted to hear what he had to say. And they, Bethabara, Bethabara, okay, beyond the Jordan, in case you really wanted to know. And so they, they, they go out to, to hear him, and, 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 and when they get out there, in verse 35, it says, again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples, Andrew and John. And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. That's him. That's who I've been speaking about. That's who I've been preaching about. Jesus, he, that man, right there. Now again, Jesus had probably already been baptized at this point. He, he had already been in the wilderness for the 40 days, uh, enduring the temptations of Satan. And, he, and he's on his way out of the wilderness. And he comes back. Uh, by where John was baptizing. And, and John says, there he is. There he is. The Lamb of God. He had already referred to him as the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. And then when Jesus comes back into the, the, to the area, John says, there he is. That's the Lamb of God. Now, John's ministry and purpose was to do just that. 
to lead the way, prepare the way, to point to Jesus. That, that, was, his, that was his ministry. That's what he was called for. That's what God had set him aside to do, to announce the Messiah's arrival. Now, you've got to understand, in that day, in that day, there were several men, uh, years before Jesus and, and, and even after, uh, several men that would rise up and self-proclaim, self-declare, self-promote that they themselves were the Messiah. The one you've been looking for, that's me. That's me. And some of them would gain a following, but it just didn't mount to anything. It just kind of faded out, and, and nothing come of it. And so there was a, all these uh, messiahs popping up, self-proclaimed messiahs over the, a span of several years. And then there's John the Baptist. He comes on, on the scene to point the way to the messiah, to, 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 to uh, a voice crying in the wilderness to prepare the way for the Lord. And John says, that's him. That's the messiah. That's the lamb of God. That's the one you're looking for. And so John is doing what he was supposed to do. And in verse 19, the Jews sent priests and Levites to find out if John was the Messiah himself. And in verse 20, he says, I'm not the Messiah. He says in verse one, uh, chapter 1, verse 23, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. And so it's on the next day, it says, in verse 35, John is baptizing. John is, is preaching repentance. And Jesus walks up, coming out of the wilderness, and John declares, Behold the Lamb of God. Andrew and John had heard all that John the Baptist had said. But they wanted to know more. And so when John said that, as Jesus walked by, Andrew and John just got in line and walked behind him. And Jesus stops them in verse 38 and said to them, asked them, what do you seek? What are you looking for? Who are you looking for? What are you hoping to find? Seeking, searching. That's Andrew. He wanted to know more. You see, People then and today search and seek Jesus for different things, different reasons. Some want something from him. Uh, they, they want their uh, prayer answered. They, they, they have a great need. And so they're searching for Jesus just for a problem solver, right? Just to meet my need, just to answer my prayer. I don't want anything else. I just want God to answer my prayer. I have a great need. So some want something from him like that. And, and, and others want his forgiveness. They, 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 they want their, his forgiveness. And they come to him when they've messed up. They, they search for him when they've messed up. And the mess up is so great. And, and it's affecting them. And it's affecting others. And they're guilty. They feel the weight of guilt and shame, and so they come to Jesus just to be forgiven. And once they feel better about themselves, that's it. 
So some want something from him. Some want forgiveness. Some want to worship him. Some want to worship him. Some just want to, to, to come to him and, and give him the honor and the glory and the praise that he deserves. And even from that group, some just want to be in his presence. They want to sit at his feet. They want to hear what he has to say. And allow that to transform their lives. What do you seek? What do you seek? Andrew was searching for truth. He was searching for Jesus. John the Baptist was pointing him to the truth. He said, there he is. And Andrew, best we can tell without hesitation, just fell in line behind him and followed him. Searching. Seeking. Secondly, staying. Andrew stayed. Right? Look at verse 38. They, they said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. It was about the tenth hour. They, they, they said, Rabbi, they, 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 they trusted John enough, they trusted their teacher enough that when their teacher pointed to others and, 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 and without so much as saying, you need to listen to what he has to say. He's a better teacher than I. I'm not even worthy to unbuckle his sandals. You hear him. And, and so they wanted to hear Jesus. And they referred to him as rabbi, teacher. We want to be students. And they asked, where are you staying? Now, the word there for staying is to, is to rest. It, it is to, it is to uh, um, uh, um, uh, relax, right? Where are you staying? It just come out of the wilderness, fasted for those 40 days, tempted during that time. He's got to be tired, right? I mean, yes, it's God, but this is God in the flesh. He's got to be hungry, right? And then here's these two guys that just want to want me to spend time with them. They, they, they want to spend time with me. And, and that's really what they're asking there is, do you have time to speak with us? We, we want to we follow you to where you're staying so you can relax. And, and while we're there, we're there uh, we, we want to hear what you have to say. So, th so they went and they stayed where Jesus was staying. One commentator said, in, in essence, they're asking, do you have time to speak with us? Do, 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 can we have a little bit of your time to learn something from you? And Jesus always has time, doesn't he? He always has time. So many people are, today are seeking truth. They're seeking answers to life's greatest questions. And they're seeking Jesus. But they're not always seeking the Jesus of the Bible. Some are seeking a different Jesus. Some are seeking a Jesus 
that forgives without repentance. Some are seeking a Jesus that blesses without obedience. Some are seeking a Jesus that saves without surrender. And some are seeking a Jesus that provides without work. But Andrew and John wanted to, they were seeking so they could hear. So they could be in his presence. And maybe he would speak life into their lives. Staying with Jesus. After the feeding of the 5,000, uh, the disciples go to the other side of the lake. Jesus uh, arrives at the other side and he says there's a multitude of people from the other side that found him. Right? In John chapter 6. Jesus said to them, I, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, that is the, 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 the sign in the, in the feeding of the 5,000. Not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. We, we don't want you to change our lives. We just want you to provide for us. We're comfortable like we are, but boy, it would be great if you could just give us a lunch like this every few days, you know. And Jesus called on them to abide in him and sur with surrender and faith, to feast on him as the bread of life. And in verse 60 of John chapter 6, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? This is too hard. We just want bread. And then in verse 66 of John chapter 6, it says, From that time many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. You see, they were seeking what he could provide for them. And when they found out it was they could have the bread of life by, with surrender and repentance and faith and to stay with him, they said, no, it's too hard. It's too hard. And so they went back. They went back. Can you imagine that? They got so close to life. And they turned around and went home and never followed him again. That close to life. And they walked away. Abide. That's the word. Stay. They, they, Andrew and John wanted to stay with Jesus. Andrew and John stayed. They wanted to know more. They wanted to know what he has to say. They knew what John had to say about him. Now they want to hear it from him. And they stayed. They stayed. Are you staying? Are you staying? I, I don't mean staying here, but... Are you staying with Jesus? Are you, are, you, are, are you with him? Are you seeking him just to be in his presence and then to stay in his presence? And that was the word. They wanted to stay with him. And they stayed with him that day. They're seeking. They're staying. And then thirdly, Andrew was sharing sharing look at verse 40 one of the two that heard john speak and followed him was andrew simon peter's brother 
He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Andrew had good news. They had heard about all the imposter messiahs popping up around, and, 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 and those had been put in their place, and their movement amounted to nothing. But Andrew had found the messiah. He had found the Christ. And after spending time with him, he was convinced that Jesus was the Christ. And so he said, the word says he first found his brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said, we have found the Messiah. And he brought him to Jesus. He first found. He found Peter first. And the idea is that he, he and it was not so much that he, would, he went out of there looking for Peter. I don't know if Peter was there. I don't know if Peter was in Jerusalem at the feast. I don't know where Peter was. But, but Peter was on Andrew's mind. I've got to tell my brother, I found the Messiah. He had. And now, now, Peter was probably not the first one he, he, he came across. And maybe with every one he, he, that he encountered, he, he said, listen, you got to go hear about Jesus. But he was set, and he set his mind on finding Peter. And then he brings him to Jesus. He walks with him to where Jesus was. Now, Andrew knew the personality of Peter, and he knew Peter would take over the, the conversation as soon as they got there. And, but he had to tell Peter about Jesus. He had to share that good news. Peter wouldn't be the only one Andrew brought to Jesus. Back to the John chapter 6, the feeding of the 5,000. Remember that? Jesus lifted his eyes and saw a multitude coming toward him. Jesus said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these shall eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient that everyone might have just a little. Jesus asked Philip, where are we going to buy bread? And Philip said, we don't have enough money to buy enough bread. And then one of his disciples, listen to this, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, here is a lad who has five barley loaves and two small fish. What are they among so many? I don't know how we're going to feed this crowd. I don't know how we're going to buy the bread. I don't know what we're going to do. And Andrew said, here's a little boy. Introduces him to Jesus. Jesus takes his lunch, blesses it, breaks it, multiplies it so that some maybe 8, 10, 12,000 people had their fill and there was 12 baskets left over. Only God knows what, he, what he'll do with the life that we bring to him. Andrew brought 
this little boy to Jesus. In John chapter 12, verse 20, there were some Greek Gentiles that wanted to meet Jesus. And so Andrew and Philip brought them to Jesus. And so, so here are three instances, and, 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 and there's really, again, there's not a lot about Andrew in the Gospels, but here are three times that we see Andrew bringing somebody to Jesus. Do you think there might be more? Yeah. Absolutely. Andrew would spend the next 30 some odd years bringing people to Jesus. Seeking him. Staying with him. Staying in his presence. We don't always want to stay in his presence, do we? We, we, we like being in his presence on Sunday morning and Sunday night. We, we, we like that. And, and, and boy, that just blesses our heart and we're, we're excited about it. And, and, and boy, just, you know, it's great. But, but what about the rest of the week? Are we staying in his presence? Are we staying in his presence? And are we sharing him with others? Andrew was seeking, staying, and sharing. Now we learn some things about Andrew from Scripture, but we also learn some things about Andrew from history and, and tradition. Tradition, history tells us that Andrew traveled extensively preaching the gospel. And like his brother Peter, he was crucified by Nero. And it said that he was crucified on a, on a, a satire cross, which is a cross in the shape of an X, and that instead of being nailed to that cross, he was tied to the cross. He was lashed to the cross. And it was done that way so that he would... He would, he would suffer before he died, and he died about two days. He was on that cross probably about two days. And during those two days, he preached the gospel to everyone that walked by. Later, in 345 A.D., the Roman emperor Constantine, who was a Christian, had Andrew's bones carried to the far northwest, to modern-day Scotland, which is why the X-shaped cross on which Andrew died became Scotland's national flag in the year 1385. That's history. That's tradition. Here's what we know from Scripture. Andrew sought Jesus. He was seeking Jesus. He stayed with Jesus. He shared Jesus. He worked behind the scenes to make Jesus known to the world. Just a common man, a fisherman, wanting to know Jesus and to make him known. Not for the fame or the glory, not to be recognized or to be honored, but because Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. You and I are called by God to do the same. To seek after Jesus. 
to stay with him, to abide in him, and he abides in us, and to share him along the way. Just a common man, a fisherman. Later on after this, Jesus is nearby where Peter and Andrew and James and John, they're fishing. And Jesus says, y'all follow me. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. They knew enough then to know this is what we need to do. They didn't understand it all, but they knew enough. And God so moved in their life that they left it all to follow him. Why? Because seeking him and staying with him and sharing him with the world is far greater, far greater than anything we can do in this life, in this world, apart from Jesus. Andrew, seeking, staying, sharing. Are those characteristics of your life? Are you, are you seeking him every day to, for who he is, to know more about him? Are you in his word seeking him? What does, what does the word say about him? And what does the word say that, that, that he wants to, to, to pour into me? What, what is... What is, what is not will he just answer my latest need or, 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 or be, my, be my weekend thing to do to go to church. But I'm seeking him because he has, as Peter said, the words of life. Staying with, are you staying with him? Staying with him. Are you sharing him? Because he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you. Thank you that, that, that you sent your son to die on the cross, to pay the price for my sin, to live a life I couldn't live, and then to pay a, pay a debt that I owed. So that I could seek you, so that I could stay with you, so that, so that I could share you. Oh, God, thank you for that. Thank you for, 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 for calling me to follow you. And thank you for so moving in my life on, on, at that time that I really didn't understand everything that that meant, but I knew enough to know that this is right. And God, I pray for folks today. I pray, I pray that, I pray that we'd, we'd all seek you with all that we are. I pray that we'd stay with you and not allow any part of the world to, to, to draw us away. But that all that we do in the world is done from that position of staying with you. God, that we'd share you wherever we go. That we'd know you and make you known. Just like Andrew. Lord, help us.
Lord, help us so that others may know. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together for a hymn of invitation.